Well, good morning. Those that don't, don't recognize me, my name is Trip. I am. I am one of the pastors' elders here. I have been on sabbatical for a little while, uh, so if. Uh, you don't recognize me and I don't recognize you, I'm looking forward to meeting you um, and getting to know you and getting to be back in life with more of you um, this year. Um, so this morning, uh, during this time, uh, I get to lead us in a time together, um, spending some time celebrating what God has done. We do that once a month where we celebrate and we share and declare the good news of Jesus, what he's done. Um, hopefully we do that all the time, but we do spend some extra time once a month doing that. And also we're going to take some time today to pray together um, over the next year. Um, it's a fitting way to really start the year. And so we say this often on Sunday, so I just want to kind of remind you, because um, I know you've heard this while I've been gone, but I want to just tell you again, because it's important. Um, but this is not the church. Scripture is clear that the church is God's people, and they, they're sent by God to a specific place to image God together as a family, so that those outside and those inside the family would see and worship God for who he truly is. And so each Sunday, what we do when we gather together is we come together to encourage each other um, of his faithfulness, and we corporately declare that he is worthy of worship. And so that's what we're doing today. That's what we've started doing as we've been singing, and we're going to continue to do as we celebrate and as we pray. Um, in 1 Corinthians, I want to just read this to kind of get us started, because Paul talks about and he gives instructions on what it looks like when we come together. And he says this to the family of God. He says this in verse 26. When you come together, each one has a hymn, a lesson, a revelation, a tongue, or an interpretation. And all, this, all these things to be done for the building up of the body. What that means is that each week when we come together, um, this isn't just a time for you to listen and be equipped. Rather, it's a time that we come together and we share in the equipping of each other in the good news of the gospel. This also takes place when we gather in our missional communities. That's a time of coming together as well. It's not just a time to be fed or be encouraged or be with family, be with one another, but it's a time where you come together, you come prepared to share with the rest of the family what God is teaching you, what God has taught you, and what you're looking forward for, to him to do in your life. So we do that in our missional communities, we do that in our gatherings, we do that in our daily conversations where we where we come together prepared to share the good news of the gospel. We set aside time once a month to do that in public declaration. So we're going to do that this morning. And I'm not sure if there's a more fitting way to really start the year off than to do that and declare God's faithfulness from this past year and to remember uh, into our hearts and to pray together um, that, to remind each other that God is actually in control and that we desperately need him to work and to move in our hearts and the hearts of people of the city. And so we wanted to start that way this morning of a time to declare that he's worthy of worship. And so I want to just throw a question up there for you so that you can kind of think about that. And so in what ways have you seen the faithfulness of God this past year? that causes you to worship him. So in what ways have you seen the faithfulness of God this past year that causes you to worship him? It can be a short, it can be long, it can be something that's a struggle, it can be something that, um, that you've seen for a long period of time or something that just happened this past week. How has God been faithful? Yeah, God faithfully puts people in our lives to give us what we need and to show us and reveal himself to us. Yeah, good. How else? Sarah writes a prayer journal at the start of every year. That's hers, man. I know. I'm totally <laughs> stealing my wife's prayer journal. Well, you are one, so we'll let you go. Crazy. 
like, I think more than 80% of these big prayers were answered. It's awesome. Yeah, it's good news. It's good news, too, that we get to, like, sometimes we forget all the things that we've actually prayed for, and so it's amazing that you get to go back and look at those things and say, yeah, God has been super faithful. Yeah, that's good. awesome we get to worship God for that both now and in the future too like I said that he's going to re-knit us all back together to make us whole yeah it's good God shows us his faithfulness through other people often and through our kids. And, yeah. Yes.
um, over my life, these beautiful moments of being pushed back onto God's path. And uh, it, it's happened year after year, month after month, day after day, as I like stray off in the way that I think it should be and then keep getting pulled back. And it's, um, it's been amazing to see how fruitful his path is and how faithful he's been to continue like pulling up my heart to pull me back on track. Um, and it's something that I have to think about every single day um, is like letting letting me go and walking that path. And he keeps he keeps coming off to me, which is which is amazing. Yeah. Which is amazing. Yeah. That's good news. He continues to pursue us often. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a weird thing to say out loud, but I'm really grateful that to be in this time and in this place because uh, we're talking about babies and. I know that if it was a different time, like the late, uh, my labor and delivery was so hard, like I wouldn't have lived through it if it was a different time. Mm-hmm. And that's like really, like so much so we were watching something last night and this woman's laboring in the movie and I just like lost it because I think I was reminded like the faithfulness of there's so many women that mm-hmm. didn't make it through that. And I'm just so grateful that the Lord decided to put me in a time where they can just slice the open it. But it wasn't always the case. It wasn't always the case. And um, I think it's like a weird thing to be thankful for, but I'm really grateful that, like, I'm alive. Um, and that Solomon's alive, too. And yeah. that's not, I don't know, I feel like I have to say it out loud because I'm very grateful. Yeah. It's good news. It is good news. We're thankful that you're here, too. Yeah. Yeah. Miles. I think uh, this year, what, especially towards the end of the year, what um, I'm reminded of and what we should all be reminded of is how um, sinful or, I guess, uh, steeped in sin, uh, fear of the future can be. Mm-hmm. Like, there are all these fears being discussed by my peers and those around me of 2020, all these bad things that are going to happen. But really, those uh, that that fear is um, comes from, you know, not acknowledging or not having a true faith that God is the one that can take care of us, mm-hmm. and really thinking and thinking that we have to do everything because apparently we think that we can do everything, and we realize that we can't do everything. And when we realize that we can't do everything, um, if we don't have enough faith in God, we just have fear because we think that there's nothing that can save us from. Uh, kind of an apocalypse, but um, we really need to kind of fixate our eyes on, you know, how God can serve us in the long term, because that can be really easy to forget, and when we do forget it, it's not just some simple accident, it's kind of, um, I guess, uh, you know, in the subconscious, we're not really having enough true faith in God. Yeah, it's good news that the battle's already been won, right? Jesus has already conquered and that there's no fear now for those that are in him. Yeah, that's good news. Thanks, Miles. Yeah. Um, you can have Casey's. I know. My backup phrase. But I think, too, coming on like a new year, both like in age and also year, whatever, all the newness. Um, but just this year has been really cool and seeing that God is like constantly redeeming and restoring us to our ultimate true self, right? Which is like a picture of him and lots of like leaps of faith and new things. And like, I think those of you that know me and, um, just like a very intense, like planner, go getter, fill my schedule, all of these things like productivity, um, just throw this in too, like. Enneagram 2, I have to serve and help everything, and I think, like, stepping away from work was, like, a huge leap of faith and something I never thought, and I found a lot of my identity in that, um, and, like, that that was my social justice thing for the world, that that was, like, how I contributed, that was where I found my value, and I was just, like, celebrating and thankful that, like, I have felt more comfortable in my skin now, I think, than I ever have. And a lot of like the striving and feeling like I have to like do, 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 and still like doing lots of things, um, has like really ceased. And I think we are one slash Casey, like there's a quote from, what is it? Is it Of course. 
um, of just like that we're always becoming like we feel like we're losing things sometimes in our life like God strips away like a job a thing and we're like crap like even like elements you think of our personalities that we're like so attached to but like truly he's ultimately making us more like him which is even more unique and beautiful because that's how we're created meant to be and just um also i think not to be like that we get to celebrate like god is a god of abundance and like he i was like oh we're going to like one income like blah 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 and like we went on like more trips than we did having two incomes like he was just like good in that he knew that like we wanted to travel and we were like able to do that so we like throws cherries on top and we don't deserve it and that's really cool so lots to be thankful for and like just to encourage you like you may be stepping out in faith or feeling that you're losing something but like you are being restored to your ultimate beautiful self which is more and more like the identity of christ and more unique than you even think you are now yeah that's good thanks sarah Understanding what's going on currently, you know, um, and I, I'm like five. I like to understand. I like to logically know what's going on, and um, I think as we like look back on like what's happened this year, we'll, we'll think back to like a really difficult time and be like, man, that was so hard. We didn't understand why it was things were happening that way, but like now looking back and what we know now, it would have been way harder if it was different. And so I think just like. Trusting that God understands and that I don't understand, and that's okay. Mm. Yeah, that's his faithfulness to reveal that, that he, he can be trusted even when you don't understand. Yeah, that's good. Good news.
Mm. Yeah, he's worthy of worshiping. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone else? I'll share. So, I don't know. I started 2019, um, not with the job I have right now, not with the family I have right now, not with the apartment I have right now, or the living situation I have. Um, and I have a personality type, you guess my Enneagram, but I'm always looking at how things can improve and be better. And it just hit me this week we had a plumber who was coming by, just doing work around the house. He was just kind of taking it all in. He was like, you got like a really good thing going here, man. You got your young little family, you know, your wife and your kids, real sweet. And it just, it struck me because I was like, I have a really hard time seeing, appreciating things as they are. I tend to see them as how they could be. As if there's this like dotted line of improvement in front of them. And what's already here is like whatever, because like, look what it could be. And so, I'm in this space right now of like appreciating the fact that my wife made it through the delivery. We have a beautiful son. We do have this home close to steady work. And so now I'm, I'm just worshiping God for like what he's already done and just like appreciating him for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Anyone else? I can share a little. Um, yeah, um, I've seen God's faithfulness, I think, this year in giving me a rest. I think uh, most of you that know me fairly well know that, and this is probably not news to you, but I don't rest very well. Um, I'm not very good at resting. Um, it's not like a theological issue that I don't know about um, or... It's not, a, it's not a control thing where I like, feel like I can't let other people do things. It's, I'm happy to turn things over, so it's like hard for me to diagnose like, why I don't rest well. And I think one of the things I, um, I came to during my time is that I don't rest because I feel responsible and I feel like I'm supposed to serve. And I know that kind of sounds like, oh, that's high and mighty, right? Like you don't rest because you don't want to serve or you're responsible. It sounds all great, but it has the same defaults and same problems um, of, of any other issue when it comes to not resting. Um, I, think, I think I grew up in this idea where I, I have to finish my work before I can play or rest. And so it pains me really when, I don't, when things aren't finished and um, it makes me feel like a failure um, and I can, I can relate to you where it's like, I'm in the middle of this, but things are still supposed to be better. Things are still supposed to get done. Things are still supposed to be fixed. Um, but I realize, and you know this, the problem is there's always more work and there's always more people to care for and there's always more things to be responsible for. Um, and I know those things, um, but I still struggle to rest. Um, I think as I was thinking through this, how to share this, maybe there's a, this example. Um, those of you who know, we've been kind of going through, kind of. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, we've been going through like a construction project at our house for over two years. Um, and we've had this like green fence around the house. Um, and I didn't realize it till like mid, mid to late October um, when the fence came down. I actually took someone to the airport and I came home and the fence was down. I just kind of almost drove right past the house because I, I knew they were coming that day, but they didn't say what time it was. And so I left at like seven o'clock in the morning. When I came back at eight, it was gone. I don't know what happened. Just like the little fence fairies came. Um, but I think it was this idea that every day I drove past that fence when we weren't living there. Um, and then even when we moved back in the house and there was still so much work to be done. And every day I walked through that fence and every day I, I, I looked out the window and saw the fence. And every day, I, my, my heart said to me, you can't rest. You're not finished. There's no place for you to rest. There's no place for your family to rest. To rest. It's not, you're not responsible. You're not serving well. This fence is in the way. And the day that that fence came down, I didn't realize it. I was like talking to neighbors. Um, which I spent a lot of time talking to neighbors in the front yard because I worked in the front yard a lot. Um, 
But as the neighbors were walking by, I, I teared up like three or four times like I'm doing now um, because I realized that although um, I never would have said this, um, I, I never would have said that I didn't believe God was faithful um, to give me rest, um, but every time I saw that physical fence, um, it would say to my heart, he's not faithful. And it would lead me to like going back to work and the lack of rest. And it led to really soul fatigue um, and caused me to deeply believe in my heart that he wasn't faithful. And I know that's not true, um, but it's what I believed in the moment. And I, as I was thinking about that, I just think about as us as a family, as a church, like it makes me wonder like, what fences do we have in our lives that cause us to doubt the faithfulness of God? You know, is it our kids? Is it our jobs? Is it, what is it? Can be so many things. And I'm not going to preach this morning, but I just want to remind us this morning that Jesus said on the cross, it's finished. It's finished and you can rest. And scripture tells us that God is faithful to give us all that we need. And that includes rest. It includes Everything that we need for every day and every day when we wake up and every day when we see the fences in our lives or the things that, that tell us he's not faithful, he's not worthy of worship, you can't do this, you can't do that. I want to testify that God is truthful and God's worthy of worship. and He's actually faithful and he's ahead, it's finished. I want to, I want to just say a few things. I, I testify that God is faithful in planting this church. God's faithful in, in us being able to send another church out in a few more weeks. And it's the prayer that we started praying when we were meeting in my living room in January 2011. Um, we were praying that God would not just grow us as a church, but that we would be able to multiply and that we'd see that go forward in the city. And he's been faithful to do that. He's been faithful to raise up other leaders and elders to lead in my absence. Um, he's very faithful to bring Brad along. Um, I'm very thankful for Brad and all the extra work that he's done um, during this time. We should be thankful as a church for that. I'm thankful for you guys to actually make it possible that, that we could rest and actually telling us to rest. And honestly, I'm still, like, I'm still working on believing this truth. I still have some things that, that I'm fatigued in. I'm not 100% trip, which is probably good. Um, <laughs> And I'm still working out some new heart rhythms that, that I need to walk in and, and, and learn to believe the truth of that in the everyday, even when I see the fences. But I know that God is faithful. I know that his word says that he's going to complete in us what he started. And I know that word is for me as well. And I am looking forward to this next year of growing with you and walking alongside you and serving alongside you and being responsible for you as well because that is a blessing and that is a piece of being faithful as an elder those things are good things um, and so yeah I'm praising God and worshiping him for those things uh, this year um, I'll probably share more as it goes on but that's a little blip of faithfulness of God and that he's worthy of worshiping and that um, that we can look back at this past year in my life. Um, and so, yeah. Does anybody else want to share? <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't we do this? Let's spend some time. Um, I want to spend some time leading us in prayer and listening to the Spirit, asking Him to work in our lives, work in our hearts, work in this city, work in this family. And then we're going to kind of close uh, with a time of communion as a reminder uh, that we need his work in our life. It's really a celebration that he has done it all and that it's not us and that we are deeply loved sons and daughters of the king. Um, and so what, what we're going to do is just going to work through some scripture. I'll give us some guidance to kind of um, pray on specific areas. Um, and I want to remind you that if this is weird for you or if you feel awkward about it, that you're just talking to your dad. And, um, and there's no need to be afraid of what other people may say or how it sounds when you talk to your dad. Um, as kids, they never fear when they come up to you as a um, mom or dad, and they just come up to you as they are, and we get to talk to him, and we get to pray. So as we, as we think about that, there's no fear 
as, as Miles said earlier, um, there's no fear of other people's opinions of what they may say or how you pray or how short you pray or how long you pray. Um, we get to just rest in the good news of the lap of our Father that he has finished it all. And we get to ask him to do his work because he calls us to do that. And so I want to just start with some silent prayer. If you want to just close your eyes and just pray to yourself um, and, and talk to God and maybe confess anything that you, that you don't believe or, or something that you were reminded of as, as people were sharing this morning. And I want to read uh, Psalm 139 as we do this. And Psalm 139 says, Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Let's just take a few minutes to pray silently um, to God. First Chronicles 16, 24 says, Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous deeds among all people. For great is the Lord and worthy of praise. He is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of nations are idols. But the Lord made the heavens. Let's just do some quick one-sentence popcorn prayers that praises God for who he is. You can just shout them out, speak them out.
God, you are glorious and you are more worthy than all we can think or see. You are God above all other gods. Praise you that we, you have a perfect plan and purpose for our lives. We thank you that though you could judge and destroy, you've chosen to restore and redeem. Thank you that your yoke is easy and your burden is light. Thank you, Lord, for not creating more in the world, but creating one of beauty, bears, and elephants, and butterflies. Thank you for forgiveness so that we can forgive others. Thank you for your presence with us. We thank you for your countless blessings. say thank you for pain, for suffering, for disillusionment, for broken hope and expectations because they are reminders that this world is not our satisfaction. That every one of them point my eyes towards you, my hope, and my ultimate desire, and that nothing else will satisfy me. Hmm. Thank you for not excommunicating anyone. Praise be to the God and Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chosen us before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight, in love. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or husband will, but born of God. Let's spend a few minutes just praying for one another asking God to work in our lives, in the hearts of others, um, and any requests that you know of um, or need within the family. Let's, let's do that right now. And with Jesus, we get to be brothers and sisters, so let's pray for one another.
Vajira, and you are a provider, God, and but we do specifically pray for jobs for some of uh, some people in our community, God, or places where they can work and be paid and provided for, Lord, and pray that you would open up doors, God, provide for them in this way, God, allow them to be lights in those places, Lord, and we just pray. God, I pray for comfort for us who have family members suffering from illness or sickness, Father. I pray that uh, you would answer our prayers for healing, that um, whether it be in this life or the next, that you would bring healing. Lord, I pray for our elders and their wives and their families. I pray that you would give them rest. Though they don't carry the responsibility themselves, you carry it. They are very intimate with the weight of it. They see it. Lord, they're there when you minister. And so I pray that you would keep them um, in rest. Keep them on our minds. And I pray that this would not be a church where our leaders are lonely or isolated or a church where our leaders go unfed always pouring out but never getting poured into. I pray that is never true of us, Lord. I pray for the LA Basin as you fly over it. It's just a bowl of millions of people. I pray that your spirit be poured out uh, like a bowl over top of this basin, Father, that this basin would be filled up uh, with your spirit, that people would see visions and dreams, that they would hear the name of Jesus in their sleep, that they would long to know this Jesus who was crucified, risen, and who is coming again. God, I pray that your spirit would do that, that you would prevent the principalities um, from causing 
people not to believe here, that you would pour out your spirit and you would show us uh, the awakening that you have for this city, Father. There's no other way except through a revival of your spirit and of your people here. I pray that you would do that in 2012. We are therefore Christ ambassadors. And so God was making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. As God's co-workers, we urge you not to receive God's grace in vain. For he said, in the time of my favor, I heard you, and in the day of salvation, I helped you. I tell you, now is the time of God's favor. Now is the day of salvation. The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out more laborers into his harvest. Let's just continue to pray in that vein that God would send more disciple makers to this city, that he would raise up and birth new life into many in the city and in Venice and in Culver City and in LA, and that God would would bear much fruit in his family this year. I pray that you would make us bold. I pray that you would cause us to love our neighbors in ways that they need to be loved. I pray that we would speak your name more readily this year. Father, I pray that your spirit would give us uh, names and reminders and that we actually would see it as a word from you and that we would be obedient to what you show us and how to care and love for those who live the closest to us. Conversations, walking by God, that we, your spirit would give us words to say and remind us of truth, God, that you would lead us in paths that bring people towards you, God, have us give praises and give thanks of how good you are and how mighty and merciful you are, Lord. I pray that we would cling um, and deeply listen and be dependent upon the spirit. If it's not in our strength or our might, God, but it is through your spirit and through the work of your son, God. And we just ask that we would listen and take time and trust the words and the boldness that may come, God. And we ask for mighty, mighty miracles. We ask for people to know the power of Jesus who saves us and gives us life and restoration, God. And we ask for lives to be changed and more faces to be added to this gathering, God, to show a bigger picture of your family and who you are, Father God. I
Lord, just show us to overflow. Mm. God, I thank you that we get to be your light in some of the darkest places. Mm-hmm. I pray that when um, kids are struggling at home and in their neighborhood, Lord, that you would be at work and your spirit would be speaking, that you would be sending people into every corner of their life to, to share your love for them and how to And the good news is that God not only has the ability to do all this, that he listens and he promises that he's the one that's going to do it. Ephesians 1 says this, In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us with wisdom and understanding. He made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ to be put into effect when the times reach their fulfillment and to bring unity to all things in heaven and in earth under Christ. God is the one who makes himself known to us. He's the one who listens. He's the one who calls us to speak to him. And he's the one that accomplishes it and brings it to fulfillment. And that's good news, that we get to call on him, that we get to live a life of repentance and faith and daily walking that out being dependent on him when we don't believe it. And that we get to walk a life devoted to prayer. A life devoted to prayer is really a life, a complete identity change of who we are. That's who we are as his people. Talking to dad all the time, asking him to do his work. And then when we we don't do that, we repent and in faith we move back in the truth of it. And that's really why we go to the communion table each week. It's really to repent, to be reminded of the good news of the gospel, to see really the communion table as as a visible fence post that he is actually faithful. And so we want to take some time and go with the people that are around you, confess the good news that he is faithful and that he's worthy of worship, and then we're going to come back and we're going to continue to sing his truth and his praises together with each other. So let's take a few minutes to do that right now um, and go to the tables. There's two in the front and two in the back. You can take the cracker and, and dip it in the juice and then spend a little bit of time reminding each other of the truth and faithfulness of God.